Welcome to Creatively Christian, a podcast by Theophany Media, where we inspire, inform, educate, and empower creative Christians of all types. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Hollingsworth. On this episode, Andrea talks to our newest host, Rachel Oxborough. Rachel discusses using art to help mental well-being, as well as what she is excited for as a host of Creatively Christian. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Creatively Christian. I'm your host, Andrea Sandifer, and today I actually get to introduce one of our brand new hosts of the show. This is Rachel Oxborough, and she is a visual artist and actually kind of far away from me. So I'm up here in Alaska, but she's all the way over uh, in the United Kingdom, and she's coming to us from a suburb of London. So welcome, Rachel. Hello there. It's lovely to meet you, Andrea, and have a chance to talk to you. So this is really fun for me. Yeah, this is really cool. And I just, it was funny when we were trying to coordinate doing this, the the time zones was, we felt like that was going to be a bit of a hurdle, but we were yeah. making it work. I think it's my, yeah, it's my Monday morning. It's your Monday evening. And yep. Thank God for technology. We can we can meet together and chat and get to know yeah. you as our new host. And yeah, so I, you know, just kind of visual artist, but can you elaborate on that for us? What do you do? What do I, I do so many different things that are orientated. Um, I wouldn't say that I am a visual artist, but I'm currently I'm training as what we call an art psychotherapist. Um, and that's very diverse, um, but I do, visual art and I have done exhibitions and I do sell art and also get commissions but at the moment I'm really focusing on my studies and I run a creative well-being business which focuses as art as a tool in terms of well-being and which is really an expanding area over here I don't know if it is so much over in America but the word well-being is very much um, in fashion at the moment so Sure. What I'm doing, really. I love it. Uh, So you're in the midst of studies, and I'm sure that keeps you very busy. And yeah, and and I know we're going to talk a little bit about art as therapy today, and I'm really excited to kind of dig into that. I think you're right. Well-being is a word I'm hearing a lot over here too, just self-care and how we can go about um, taking care of ourselves. And what a cool thing, like if we can use art as part of that process I think it, it'd be a huge gift so excited Definitely. to learn more about that yeah so yeah no so there's lots of scientific research that is proving that art is really good for our brains just the act of being creative it's not really about the product that you make it's more the process mm-hmm. that actually is incredibly beneficial for your overall health um, including your physical health because it reduces the hormone cortisol um, by being creative and co- too much cortisol in your system can trigger a whole host of problems so yes you know so that yeah there's lots of research and studies just more and more evidence coming out it's just the process of doing something with your hands and thinking things that you know there's a process involved and it just actually shuts down different parts of your brain that we overuse all the time and stimulates other parts of the brains that we're underusing it's a bit like exercise for your brain really being creative um so that's kind of the angle I come from um and I do really believe art is really important 
tool, um, not just for looking pretty and making our places aesthetically beautiful, um, it is actually a, a communication tool for healing and therapy, we'll probably go into that a bit more later on, but I think also spiritually as well, it's very prophetic, God can use images you know, to communicate a lot more than words. And, you know, through my studies, we're learning more and more about how we process things visually first. And then it goes through a process of becoming conscious vocabularies. And we lose a lot of what was there initially because of that process and turning, turning things into a narrative rather than just having the basic image that we started with. So that's, again, very interesting for me. Um, yeah, truly. Uh, yeah. And I, I know the power of picture or the power of visual um, learning and, um, you know, I'm a musician. So I, I very much understand that language of like the way that art can communicate in ways that mere words just can't. And so, yeah, yeah I hear that. That's really cool. So yeah. Rachel, can you share a little bit about your, uh, your testimony and kind of yeah. how it influenced the pursuit of your creative work? Yeah, I think I grew up in church, but I grew up in a very conservative evangelical church. And, you know, to be fair, you know, it, there was elements of creativity. Um, it was musical, but very conservative. Um, and then I was always into you know, art school, I was good at art, but then I, when I did my A-levels, which is, I don't know if it's the same over in America, but you do your GCSEs here at 16, and then you go on to do A-levels at 18, and then you go to university, and I did really well at GCSE in art, and I was really pushed to do um, art at A-level, and I really felt I don't know if I was just struggling with a little bit of my own mental health back then looking back and I kind of got into a relationship with somebody and I don't know if that just started to interfere with my creativity a little bit and um, my walk with God started to drift because of that and I didn't really do very well at our A-level and I really wanted to do a career in psychology and I started to go down that road. So I did my degree in psychology and I kind of gave up on art thinking, you know, I didn't do very well at A-level, therefore let's just shelve that. And I focused on my career in mental health. So I work, ended up working in psychiatric units and challenging behaviour units, places like that. Um, and then I got married and had children and, and I kind of put everything on hold. But creativity always played a part, part in my life on as a hobby and um, on a spiritual level with God I really didn't tap into it as a spiritual outlet until um, I lived overseas in Singapore and my brother-in-law died and um, I felt God say to me um, I want you to paint a portrait of him for his funeral and I hadn't picked up brushes or paints for a really long time. But at the time, we were actually going to a church called Inspire in Singapore, and, and that was run by artists. And they were really inspiring me to tap into the creative element of my faith. And, um, yeah, and I was on the train in um, Singapore, and it's called the MRT. It's the equivalent to the underground in London, um, but much more efficient and... Um, <laughs> 
we were really struggling a little bit financially and I couldn't really justify my mind spending a lot of money on art materials but I really felt God say I want you to get off this train and go to the art shop um which was in the station and I was sat on the train and I thought oh god I don't know if I can I can't afford it it's gonna be so much money you know and he said well I'm not the train's not gonna move till you get off and in Singapore trains are never late they're very punctual you know it's like heads roll if anybody or the trains are delayed in any way whatsoever um punctuality is very important over there but the doors never closed and um, I was looking around thinking okay is this me and I really felt God just say get off so I did I got off I took a step of faith and I mm. went and bought the brushes and the oil paints and the canvas and from that image I created of my brother-in-law um, it really sort of set a ball, ball rolling for me in terms of art um, yeah I just really felt God was saying I want you to go down this path and I struggled quite a lot in Singapore with my own mental health and physical health and um, just getting back into art really helped and people really liked what I did and asked me to teach their children because I was homeschooling my own children at the time um, my son um, struggled a little bit in the mainstream school and I noticed how being creative really helped him overcome some of his educational trauma that he'd experienced while we lived in the UK. And I just started to gain an interest in it, so not just spiritually, but psychologically as well. And kind of how we could combine the psychology and art together. And I started researching and um, I came across this course in Hertfordshire called Art Therapy. And it's a master's and I didn't realise these courses existed and lo and behold I ended up when we came back from Singapore um, we ended up living a kilometre away from the university where I currently am studying but it's taken a long time for me to get there because um, in between I ran an art school and to become an art therapist you need to have different qualifications and experiences because you need to be able to work with vulnerable people um, and demonstrate that so yeah so that's kind of my journey but I really feel it's just such a broad spectrum of you know being an artist and God using that in in your faith as a prophetic artist and then also as a healing element as well that's kind of another branch and I kind of think it's quite a new area really and I don't know where it kind of fits in the church category yet I'm kind of figuring all that out so Yes, I guess my testimony around the art and my faith is just, I'm still figuring it out. It's come from a place of healing um, and being ill myself and through the death of my brother-in-law. Um, that's how it all got triggered. But yeah, I've always believed in God and I've had my ups and downs um, and disappointments. Um, but I found art to be a very powerful tool with my faith, but not just faith and education and, and everything, really. So, yeah. Oh, I love that story of obedience uh, in your life and just how powerful that God can even stop trains and wait for us to get yeah. off. <laughs> we can create what he is calling us to create. And that's a yeah. really neat story. And just being able to see how he's 
he's placed you in different, uh, even geographical locations to like right yeah. next to the school and, and how he's kind of, uh, directing your path. And, um, yeah, I just, I love that. I love all those stories. It's so good. And, um, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about your art. Uh, you said you do a little bit yourself and what do you love to create? Wow. <clears throat> I, it, again, it's a journey, isn't it? I don't feel like it's. I'm at a full stop. I'm constantly developing um, my sort of repertoire, but I do love mixed media. I love lino printing, and I always love to have a theme with, and a message within my artwork. Um, but there will always be sort of like collage in there as well. Sometimes I rip up maps and sort of hymn book old hymn books and um I love inks like Indian inks I think they're so mm. vibrant but I'll also use a bit of acrylic and I'll probably put a bit of a lino print within it so it's like a combination of different elements bringing something together um but yeah but I'm starting to get more into sculpture as well I love clay um, but I think that's more down the therapeutic line. I find it very intriguing how clay can manifest itself whilst we're doing therapy and, and how it speaks to us. So, yeah. Oh, very cool. And we'll have to talk about how people can check out what you're creating and what you do. Um, we'll link some of that um, so everybody can <laughs> just kind of get some peeks in. That's really cool. So um, you talked a little bit about art therapy. Um, but I would just, I would love for you to kind of elaborate on, you know, for everybody listening in, um, help us understand the mission and the heart behind art therapy. Yeah. The mission behind art therapy. Oh, I mean, art therapy is quite, is a secular, um, tool. Um, I, I don't think it really gets used in churches, but I do believe it's a fantastic tool. Um, it's, it's art therapy is often, it's a term coined you'll see, oh, people use, oh, I'm doing some art therapy. Um, but an art therapist is it's something completely different and it takes a lot of training. We work in hospitals and education. We learn, we, we work with people with a lot of complex needs. Um, so it's quite a, it's not about just doing some drawing and coloring in a book. Um, we'd call that more therapeutic art, uh, but an art therapist is what we'd call a healthcare professional. Um, so, and the mission behind it, I would imagine, is, is to allow somebody to understand their emotions um, and to understand, because it, it comes, it's a psychodynamic approach. I don't know if you've heard of psychodynamic. It's like a combination of lots of different theories. So like the attachment theory, um, we talk about, I don't know, there's a doctor called Winnicott and it's all about being contained and held. It definitely takes us back to early childhood mm. and looking at the parental relationship and where our needs met and when they weren't met. And it looks at all kinds of, like Carl Jung and beyond and it's not really Freudian it's not psychoanalytic so much but it will look at concepts such as mentalization and how people can start to 
understand how someone else might think. It's a, it's a very dynamic approach and it works with people with trauma, emotional trauma, because a lot of traumas in the body, a lot of talk therapies don't really help people who've experienced trauma or personality difficulties because um, it's the art, is we've got the unconscious mind. I don't know if you know much about the unconscious mind um, and the conscious mind. And I think this really depicts how God's created us in terms of body, soul and spirit. And I think our unconscious mind is our soul. And we store a lot of unprocessed material in our soul. And then sometimes it pops up into our conscious mind. But like I was saying before, it's kind of takes a lot for the image to become conscious. And we we take everything in either visually or stimulatory. And then our brains process it into verbal narratives so that we lose a lot of content when we do talk therapy that's why art therapy is so useful because the image will say way more than we could ever say Mm -hmm. and also the fascinating thing about the unconscious mind is it speaks before we become conscious of it and will often reveal things that we didn't even know which just again proves the spirit of God and our soul and you know the prophetic nature of art and how God uses verb and visual processing to communicate to us way before it becomes conscious and verbal so it's so fascinating you know it's incredible what you see and and more and more research shows how we our unconscious mind will speak to us visually before we're even aware of it consciously um it's phenomenal I just love it it's just so exciting it's got to be really really neat to work with somebody and to um and to see some of that uh come out and for them to almost realize uh, mm. maybe even for the first time and I'm sure some of that is very hard work yes uh very painful yeah. work but um worth doing and what a yeah. wonderful ministry uh to their hearts to their souls and yeah. um oh, it's really that's it's very fascinating And I know one of the messages I got um, from you kind of preparing for this uh, chat today, um, Mm -hmm. you had included, you know, you had mentioned um, the art school uh, that you helped found um, and the mantra of that school. And you can, I would love for you to talk a little bit about that art school, but I was really struck by the mantra that you had kind of set uh, for that school. And that mantra was, I was born a creative genius. Don't stop the process. That yes. just floored me. I love it. So can you tell I everybody oh, a little bit about, cool. yeah, so neat. So can you tell everybody a little bit about the art school yeah. and kind of why that mantra and, and just kind of share a little bit about that. It's so neat. Yeah. Well, the history was, like I said, when I was in Singapore, um, I did that painting and I was homeschooling, um, my children at the time and people started saying oh will you teach my kids art you know and I was like okay I can do that but I think because I, I didn't do an art degree I'm not art educated to that level I guess I came at it from a different point of view and I really felt compelled when I moved back to the UK when I saw the education system and how it taught children 
it was I don't know what it's like in America but the creatives and the arts are very reduced it's all about what we call the STEM subjects which is the science technology English and maths which are important subjects but that's the focus and children learn through play we know this this is fact and the way that they process their unconscious material is through play and creativity this is fact but yet they're not allowed to in the education system it's very small because that schools are not assessed on the arts it's all the stem subjects and schools want to look good on paper so uh that's what they focus on and the what I noticed was as well living in Singapore is the rise in mental health conditions in children and young people and the links that that is due to you know the fact that we don't have um they don't have the same access as we used to do maybe to being creative and having free play Mm. now stopping the processes I would be a millionaire if somebody, if for every pound I got, when someone told me they weren't creative, literally, they're like, people will tell me, I can't, this is the common one, I can't even draw a stick, man, you know, they'll say that, and and I just think that's just so sad, and it really upsets me, because I think it's not about the product it's about the process but the education system and our culture I think even in church to a certain extent you know it's you're taught you're either good at art or you're not good at art and if you can draw uh, something that's representative of the thing that you're drawing then you're you're deemed creative and, and you get boxed into these categories of being creative or not creative but but everybody's creative and that's just a lie you know and you know, we believe God's a creator, we're we're born in his image, therefore we're creative. I mean, it doesn't mean that you're an artist as such, or you're a musician as such, but there's something you, uh, you know, that's unique to you, that's creative. And I feel culturally, not just here, but in Asia, that process is stopped because the history behind it is that the school system was developed in the industrial revolution it's actually not that old and it was there to get people trained up to work in factories and to be obedient it was a form of child care so the parents could go to work and it was all about sit down and do as you're told which actually stunts creativity anyway but the problem is we've moved on now we're like 200 years later we're not we don't need factory workers anymore we don't we're in an we're not in an industrial revolution we're in a technology revolution we need people to be able to design and create and the problem is especially what we observed in Singapore is the education system is all about the test and the exams and you know doing well and we took on that philosophy in the UK as well so we've become very test orientated and you know the suicide rates are so high in Asia um, because of that um, there's a lot of shame culture around it and the problem with that that teaching method is you stunt creativity you stop people from being able to think outside the box and problem solve and so that's where it came just for stopping that process allowing children 
to play and be creative and to not label who is creative and not creative, to allow that process to develop actually is foundational to learning. In fact, they'll do better. You know, the science shows children do better in the STEM subjects if they're allowed to play and create um, a lot more than if they are currently. So that's where the mantra came from. It's about, you know, let's not stop people from being creative. Everybody's creative. Let's get rid of the lie that it's only for a select few that are creative because that's just got to stop. You know, that's where it came from. So the way I taught was I taught art, but it was there's no mistakes. You know, you've got Picasso, he says he loved drawing like a child. And if you look at any of the famous artists, their art became way more childlike the further along they got in their careers. So, and it was almost deemed the more abstract you were, the more creative you are. Um, so, it's, yeah, that's kind of where it came from, really. So it's pro process over project, 100%. Yeah, I think that's my biggest take home from you so far is that process, the importance of process and not, um, I can be a, well, not just a bit, I can be a big perfectionist uh, in yeah. my work and uh, not want to release something until I feel like it's perfect. Or, mm. um, and just the other day, I, I submitted a song lyric to a group that I'm part of and, you know, wanted their critique, but secretly I'm like, I feel like this is done. So if you guys say anything, you know, that I need to improve, I'll be shocked. And mm. it was, it was, it was sad. Like, you know, I, I, um, I can get so caught up on the product sometimes and fearful of sharing, um, or just even fearful of creating, um, and sharing in any way until I yeah. feel like it's perfect. And we forget about, uh, so often the beauty of just doing the work, creating, um, the joy that it is to come alongside the spirit and to hear from him and to let that yeah. pour out in our work. And I'm a mom too. So that, that really, oh, it's yeah. an encouraging thing to me too, like to be, um, to be helping my kids, uh, with that too. Uh, and, yeah. uh, very similar here. Their school is, you know, uh, it's just not a focus. The arts are not a focus and, um, it's very academic focused, which is great to a certain extent. And I think, yeah. you know, it's, it's a huge responsibility as parents to make sure that we are feeding into their creative souls at the same time too. So, um, yeah, I love everything yeah. you said about that. That just, that, yeah it spurs my mama heart on I want to do that for my kids yeah too. and it's but it's not it doesn't have to be difficult I mean kids mm. just love like junk modeling recycling masking tape I don't know sellotape string paper that's you know just give them a <laughs> box and that's it doesn't we I think we just overcomplicate it you know and it's you know that was one of the things in the art school so I I'd do a lesson on Monet, for instance, but the kids would be like, where's the junk box? You know, <laughs> that's all they wanted. But, you know, to satisfy the parents, you'd have to do a proper lesson, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, they just wanted to do junk modeling. Like, they honestly, you could just see kids go into their zone. Like, yeah. they're so excited and their imaginations just mm. start to grow. And that's the thing. It's, we need imagination, don't we? And if, if we're not 
letting them play. Even like we've got to be, oh, God says, come to him like children, doesn't he? Because it's through that play, playfulness, that I think he speaks to us. Our imagination starts to grow. and But we've got to allow space for that, you know. And it's that, it, like you said, it's, it's hard because we're brought up to believe that unless something is a certain finished product, then it's not worthy of anything. But it doesn't matter really. Well, it does to a certain extent, obviously, it's your job and your science <laughs> stuff. It, it, it matters. But, you know, to get to that place where it's a finished product, you had to have played around. It just doesn't get to that product until unless you've played first and made the mistakes and learned what works, you know. You're never going to come up with anything new or unique or authentic unless you make the mistakes and go through the processes um yeah and I think that's what one thing that did chill me was when or sort of freaked me out is when I see other art lessons and schools where it's almost like paint by numbers and children's artwork was exactly the same I'd be like that just like oh no no that what are you teaching them because you're not teaching them creativity you're just teaching them you know to become dependent on a teacher you know and it's got to look a certain way for it to be acceptable whereas you know I, I love abstract art and like it didn't have to look at like anything representative you know it, it could be the just the use of color we did a lot of Jackson Pollock type images mm. you know it was phenomenal you know it was good I mean not everybody I think there are people that are quite elitist out there and expect a certain way to be taught and like that's okay but I do think that's a certain type of art and I think what I was teaching was more creativity and art being our tool um for sure you know yeah and just the idea of it being uh a way to awaken our mm-hmm. ourselves you know um I think so often we can get we can get stuck in our little um in our march forward in our education and you know achieving 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 and we we can grow really stagnant in our um just our ability to think and to express and i and i love how you you kind of mentioned you know we learn through play i think we still do even as adults i think how much more um you know we just this past weekend we we spent some time outside and you know no agenda just being outside in creation and it just was it was renewing and I we hadn't done that for so long and I it kind of makes me when you were talking it made me think of that like how just play just being outside and playing and um just enjoying each other and enjoying that process of just going for a walk or whatever you know it's such there's such a beauty to that and I think we're we're called to do more of that I think it'd be Definitely, really wonderful yeah. to build more of that into our days uh more time yeah. for play so and that and that's what children need is you know and it's a skill you know just to be you know is a skill and, and a lot of in therapy is a lot of children who haven't had that parental role or presence where somebody was just with them they didn't have to have a schedule they didn't have to have everything lined up and sorted out it was just somebody being with them and being attentive as in present with them in that moment is just phenomenal phenomenally healing for them and and a lot of psychological issues come when they've not had that yeah 
and that's when the therapist steps in and becomes that person for that per, you know for that child or that trauma dad or you know because they never had that person be with them and I think it is all about being and I think that's what creativity is it's learning to be whether you're a musician an artist a sculpture or you know you have to be able to be in in that place and, and that's really hard today with all the technology and distractions out there it's really hard I mean I do I've got I'm sure I've got some form of ADHD my brain's ping-ponging everywhere all the time <laughs> and it's coming back to your coming back into your body being present in mind and I think it's like being with God or you know meditation just being in that presence and it's a skill it, it's not easy you know it's really hard you yeah, know it really is uh yeah distraction that is a that is a common theme in a lot of our lives is we are very distracted people and uh yeah so let's talk a little bit now you kind of shifted away from the art school and you're doing more um like course creation how did god kind of call you into that shift yeah so i basically developed courses at, like i said a well-being and so i've changed the art school because i felt i felt what had happened was um, we got into a lot of schools. We were servicing about 250 clients a week. We were taking on large projects and I've got a team. Um, but I really felt we'd reached a peak in terms of what we were able to achieve in terms of people getting to that creative process. I tried to do educate the teachers on how to teach art creativity creatively but um it was challenging because you're fighting a massive system um and little me <laughs> it's quite yeah it was difficult and I really wanted to focus more like, on my training as a therapist because I really felt that was where I was going and so I ended up selling the art school um so that I could focus my studies and develop more of a therapeutic approach to creativity. So what I do now is I do courses where I teach well-being. Um, so we bring in a bit of psychoeducation, which will be mindfulness techniques from a Christian perspective as well. I mean, because I think there's a lot of mindfulness out there and it kind of taps into other religions and if you're and I try to keep it neutral I mean when I sell it to organizations I don't say it's a Christian one I just but I, what I want it to be is neutral I don't want it to be something where we're tapping into spirit realms that you know could trigger different things in people so we keep them neutral um, we don't do the yoga kind of things um, I also do sort of creative work depending on what the organisation wants as well. So I worked, did a big project with Bupa and they wanted me to focus on, you know, they would go through a lot of change and transition and they wanted me to focus on that. And so I developed a course for them that focused on change and tr transition and they were also celebrating some, you know, achievements. So we looked at that, but it was during lockdown. So we did a bit of creative writing and, we did some Kandinsky circles and we just got people to have fun with the tools. So I, I, I do courses that don't require any artistic ability. 
so people are not scared because people get very scared the minute you say we're going to do some art people like if you you know you could say there's a spider over there but you and they'll be fine but if you tell them you're going to do some art oh my gosh they're going to be scared right so um we try and do things where you know it's not going to be taxing it's not going to be shaming for them in any way but people like Kandinsky circles or create a watercolor meadow just splatting around and you know that there's no difficulty in that and um people on the whole are quite impressed with what they come out with which is cool because they realize oh I've got some you know skill you know and that that's quite surprising so yeah so I've done courses like large companies like Cooper and Deloitte um education as well NHS um and yeah and so they're called creative well-being courses which sort of help people tap in to well-being but with a creative side so yeah so that's kind of what I I do really and sometimes it's quiet sometimes I get I've got a big project coming up in January which is really fun sometimes they're just a day sometimes they're a three month you know um exercise with an exhibition at the end um yes so it it ranges so basically the client will tell me what they want and I will design something for them and we like to execute it so how fun and this it's got to be a really um a neat process just to to work with people like you said like they they're terrified when you mention art and just trying to encourage them forward in that that's 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 a really it's a wonderful thing <laughs> it's encouraging people forward in their creativity it can be yeah. a challenging thing sometimes and you know and yeah. and we we are so lucky to have you as one of our brand new hosts of this show and um you know, I look forward to the conversations you're going to have with people because yeah. I think you're bringing a whole nother dimension of uh, creativity uh, to these conversations. So what kind of conversations are you excited to have? Wow, that's really interesting, isn't it? Um, I think just connecting with Christians that are really into creativity is going to be so fun and just finding out what inspires them, um, what motivates them, how they function as a Christian with that, because, and how does that sort of integrate into their lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like as well as if it's part of their work and how they found that of being a Christian, you know, pushing that forward into the world, you know, um, how is that received? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think there's just so many components to it, isn't there? Um, and just because I think a lot of people I come across are hobbyists uh, which is fantastic there's nothing wrong with that at all but to find people that are really taking hold of their creativity and making something of it for God's kingdom and Mm. is just really exciting for me because you know I think that they're quite a rare breed um, from what I can tell so finding new people is like so exciting (laughs) it is it's really fun and it's it's there's so much we can learn from each other you know all the twists Mm -hmm. and turns of living a creative life and um you know and just you know and hearing some of your story it just it's it's inspiring 
um, we can learn so much from each other. So I really, I really look forward to who you're able to connect with and listening in on those conversations. So yeah. And you mentioned, so you're, you're kind of, you're developing something right now for January. Are there any other um, projects that you've kind of got in the works right now that you're really excited about? Yeah. Well, the one in January is working for the Ministry of Justice. So that is so exciting for me. It's working for Um, and ex-offenders and we're going to be creating a prison cell um, and it's talking it's called the project's called Inside Outside and it's talking it's about how they process um, what it's like from being incarcerated to living outside in the normal world and that's actually a massive adjustment for people psychologically and so what we're going to create is this art sculpture together over a period of a few months and we're including all the probation officers all the teams as well um so we're all going to work together as a collective and build a big sculpture of these bricks and it's a london brick it came from a project i did a long time ago with the art school um and some one of the clinical psychologists observed what i'd done and really thought oh that'd be fantastic for her client group and it was the London Brick, which we Jackson Pollocked and we did some of Van Gogh on it. And they make fantastic doorstops, but I don't know if you've ever, you probably won't have seen it because you're in America, but in the UK, it's called the London Brick. You might want to Google it. and it's We just will have to. There's <laughs> a red brick and it's got London imprinted on it. And we painted them. And then everybody in the art school, because we did it throughout the whole art school, um, which was in lots of different schools and our private art school as well. And then um, we did a big exhibition. Everybody brought their big brick and we built walls with it. And that's the kind of thing we're going to be doing there. And we're going to have bird cages hanging down with birds flying out. It's just going to be incredible. So, yeah, we're really, we're, I'm talking with galleries now in terms of finding where we can host it. And, yeah, so it's, it's really I really think it's quite prophetic as well because I think it talks around, you know, how we've been freed by God through Jesus. And sometimes we don't know how to walk in that freedom. Sometimes we stay in that prison cell. Sometimes we are free, but we behave like we're still in that prison. And it's like, how do we learn to be free um, once we've been set free? And I think that's a journey. Um, that we all go through so this project just speaks to me on so many different levels from just working with you know probation and ministry of justice and just trying to help people process what it was like to be in prison and what it's like to be free Mm. Um, just to even on a personal level spiritually you know we were once in prison and now we're free and and are we living that life or are we still stuck inside those four walls of bondage I guess you know that's kind of where I see it but yeah it's very exciting Um, is that just sounds so neat and what a gift to them um bravo Rachel that's amazing that's very cool look forward to that so yeah hopefully we'll have some pictures or something I can show you but I'd have to to get permission um because you know some people might not want their work being shown but yeah We'll see how it goes. Very cool. Okay. Well, Rachel, how can we connect with you and see a little bit of what you're doing and what you're up to? 
Yeah, so um, my website is currently under development because obviously I ran the art school and it's all been taken down and I'm still developing the well-being thing. But I am on Instagram and it's called Colour Me in Wellbeing. Um, and I'm on Facebook as well. And it, my art one is Rachel Oxborough Art. So it's quite straightforward. So that's on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, but yeah, no, the website is one of my little challenges at the moment, <laughs> trying to get that together. So, yeah. They're not as fun to create. Uh, yeah, websites are, we could probably have a whole discussion on, in like a, a clinic on how to create <laughs> a website for your creative work, you know, and, you know, if anybody out there loves to create websites I think there's there's probably a million creatives that would probably love to talk to you because it's just not yeah definitely it's such a hurdle sometimes and uh it's it's one of those tedious things that it's necessary it's good for us to um you know because we are so online these days but um no, that's great. Well, we will connect uh, everyone with your Instagram and Facebook, and that way we can kind of keep tabs on what you're up to. And um, yeah. yeah, just keep learning uh, more about you. And I'm sure as we have more and more discussions with people um, here on mm -hmm. Creatively Christian, we'll be learning more about you too. And yeah, we yeah. look forward to that. So, um, well, we love to close all of our shows with prayer. So I would love to just take a minute and uh, pray for you and what you're doing and for your upcoming conversations. And then I would love for you to just kind of share a last minute message with everybody uh, as an encouragement to lead out. So well, let's mm -hmm. pray. Well, Father God, thank you for this time to connect with Rachel and to to meet her and to be encouraged by her. And Lord, it's so fascinating what you've called her to. And we are so excited to learn more uh, from Rachel through the guests that she has on the show and um, to hear more about her heart for creatives uh, through the conversations that she will get to have. And thank you, Lord, that you... Um, you stopped that train in Singapore and called her forward into her artistry once more. Uh, it's a fascinating story and one that we just, we see your sovereign hand um, in our journeys. And it's, it's such a good reminder that you, you care about our lives. You care about um, our well-being. And I just thank you that Rachel cares so deeply uh, about those things uh, for others too. And we just pray that as she uh, works with others and creates content and uh, teaches and comes alongside to encourage that you would just bless her work. Um, bless her as she continues in her education so that she can uh, just deepen her understanding and her, um, and her ways that she can connect with people and help them as well lord and we just uh we pray uh for a successful season as she completes out these projects and we thank you that you've called her into the creatively christian family we're blessed to have her here um and we just yeah we pray for the season ahead for her uh and many more uh opportunities to, con to connect and just enjoy her work lord and um, thank you for her um her heart 
for your people and uh, her desire to honor you in all that she does um, and to reach hearts that uh, are fearful and are broken and are hurting and what a beautiful glimpse into kingdom work in her life, Lord, and we're, we're blessed by it today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Andrea. Oh, thank you, Rachel. So this is your new Creatively Christian audience. What would you love to say to everyone just to kind of close out here today? Um, well, I think the fact that they're listening into something creative is fantastic. And I just think to connect with other creative-minded creatively minded people is just going to be so good for you spiritually mentally and physically and it's just a really great act of courage as well to really step into your creativity because it, it can be overwhelming and but I think like me stepping out of that train to go buy those art projects when I felt a I couldn't afford it or b I haven't got time and all those things that come against us is actually the consequences of me stepping out were phenomenal and my heat it's not just other people's healing it's my own personal healing and I think all I can say is whatever it is you're doing whatever it is you enjoy, whatever gets you into the zone, just keep doing it because I know God's going to really speak to you and he's going to use it 100%. And I really believe we're coming into an era where the artists and the creatives are going to have a massive voice in the kingdom of God. So we just need to get into that place where we're really creating and, and getting well, you know, and we deserve to have that space. We deserve to learn to play and be with ourselves and others um, because that's what it is to be with God, isn't it? Just to be present. And yeah, so that's kind of, yeah, just keep doing it. Keep, you know, listening and connecting and creating. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, where I'm coming from, so... I love it. I love where you're coming from. And I'm so excited for the conversations ahead for real, for real. So, well, thanks yeah. for connecting with me today, Rachel. It was so good to meet you and yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. Fantastic. Andrea and have a lovely day. It's not evening for you, but have a lovely day. <laughs> <Yes. such> <laughs> Indeed. Well, good to connect with you. We'll talk soon. All right. then, Andrea, keep well. Thank you so much for listening today. To see all the resources mentioned in this episode, head over to our website at theophanymedia.com forward slash Rachel. Creatively Christian is a product of Theophany Media. You can find out more at theophanymedia.com. This show is hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, Bill Brooks, and Lynn Baber. Our logo is by Bill Brooks. Our music is by Bill Brooks and Andrea Sandifer. And remember, if you enjoy this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a blessed day, and keep on creating for our Lord.